Hi, Brandon Monroe here, and you're listening to the Bernie Breakdown. As NASCAR gets ready to head to Kansas, we get ready to give out some predictions as the Cup Series is rapidly approaching the halfway point of the regular season. I'm Brandon Monroe, and alongside me, as always, is Mark Chavez, and as I already mentioned, we're getting close to that halfway point, so it's a good time to analyze and dissect what is going on in the playoff picture for all of uh, NASCAR's major series. At the time, we both had Derek Krause falling out of the playoffs. He was in the playoffs at the time, and Brandon had Tyler Ankrum falling out, and we both were we were both fairly consistent. We both had Carson Hosvar in, although you had... Grand, Grand Infinger also getting in. And right now, you're looking pretty good as you are spot on the money in terms of who's making it in so far. All of your picks are in in the truck series. Uh, I still had Ankrum in and not Carson Hosevar, or sorry, not Grant Infinger. And currently, Ankrum is on the outside looking in. Since then, Ben Rhodes and John Hunter have also locked in playoff spots. So we are down to just Six spots left in the Truck Series playoffs. Those spots currently belong to Stuart Friesen, Carson Hosevar, Ty Majeski, Christian Eckes, Grant Infinger, and Tanner Gray. Brandon, do you have any of those falling out? I have one. I have one of those guys falling out. And that's Tanner Gray. You know, I think I think we might have jumped the gun on him. He has gotten a lot better so far this year. Um He's definitely, you know, put together some good runs. But when you look at actually, you know, the actual races that he did get some of those good finishes at, one was Daytona, one was Atlanta, both restrictor play races. He's had some okay showing sense, but I just feel every week it's kind of a little bit further off what the rest of the pack is doing. So for that reason, I have him slipping out. Yeah, I also have him slipping out. I don't even, other than Dirt Bristol, I feel like. He wasn't even that far off the pace a lot of the time. Probably pace that's good enough to maintain even the lead he has now. But certainly the lead he wouldn't have been if he hasn't, hadn't been caught up in so many accidents since then. Uh, he's still hung on to that spot, but I want to say he was like fifth at the time we made the last predictions. Has fallen all the way to tenth. And uh, has a, a decent lead right now, but not a huge one in it by any stretch of the means. So I also have Tanner Gray falling out. Who do you have making it in? I have Matt Crafton making it in. All right. I know we, we, do, we, do, do we both have Matt Crafton making we, it we in? We have continued the consistency. <laughs> we both have Matt Crafton making it in. I mean, I know with me anyways, I know we just had that DQ, but looking at all the people around him in points, and if I feel like Gray's going to come out, somebody's going to have to go in. I don't really see any of the people back there winning a race, so it really just comes down to who do I think could run the most consistent out of all of them the rest of the way, and for me, that's Crafton. Yeah, the other two names that are right there are Tyler Ankrum and Derek Krause, and they both have slid even more, really, than Tanner Gray has. They were both in the playoffs right now and are decently out. I think everyone's out at least 20 points right now, and I just have a hard time thinking they'll be able to make up more points than Crafton. <laughs> so we are, we are consistent in that. Last time, and I, I imagine this has changed as well, but last time we both predicted that Tanner Gray would win a race, and I also predicted that Ty Majeski would win a race for the first time in their careers. Uh, what are your first-time winner predictions looking like right now? Right now, 
it's just Carson Hosevar. It wouldn't shock me if Majeski did pick up his first win, but I don't know. It just Hosevar, maybe he's just been a little bit closer. Majeski's shown speed, but I think Hosevar's just been a little bit better. And in the case of Majeski, he'll get up there and he'll kind of fall back. Maybe I'm just playing into how great he was at Darlington and Dirt Bristol, but to me, I feel like Hosevar's closer. Seems a little bit more consistent, and I think he's going to be the only one to get his first win before the season's over. Yeah, I've. Uh stuck with Majeski like I did last time, but also switched out Tanner Gray for Carson Hosevar. I was I was on the fence of it. He finished real well at Darlington last year and then only had, I think, four top fives the whole season last year. So it, he's ran good before there and had not really had it translate to as good of a run anywhere else, but he definitely seems better this year. And... I think he'll break through. I think Ty Majeski, I'm still going to stick with that one as well. He uh, also had some speed over the last couple of weeks. And I, it only, in the truck series, it really only takes a couple guys having issues and then really anybody can win. And then it doesn't even have to be big issues either. It's, it could be the, it could just be a bad restart and boom, the race could be wide open. So I uh, stuck with Majeski, but also put in close of our. All right, for your final four. Last time, we both, again, picked the same. Uh, Zane Smith, Chandler Smith, John Hermanyuchek, and Ben Rhodes. Are there any changes to that for you? I'm, I'm just keeping it the same, those four right now. There's just really no one else that... There's no one else there that's to that level anyway. The, the only one, and he actually it's funny because he's actually ahead of Zane Smith in points right now, is Stuart Friesen, but the last couple weeks have not been good. I know Bristol, Dirt Bristol is a very unique track, but the fact that he ran is poor as he did there, is concerning. And I mean, he ran basically behind Todd Bodine. And this not, you know, no knock on Todd Bodine. He's a potential Hall of Famer one day and had a great career, but he's also 50-something years old, hadn't raced in 10 years. And he just outdrove his teammate, Stuart Friesen, in Dar- at Darlington basically the whole day. Other than when he spun, and he still managed to go out and finish ahead of Stuart Friesen. So I just the last couple of weeks have felt really off and somewhat concerning over a pretty strong start in the season that I, I don't I still don't have him making the final four. Yeah, I mean you look at Zane too. I know he is behind Friesen, but he's only back there because of that DQ that he had at Las Vegas. If he ends up, you know, finishing where he did, not take that penalty, he's probably second in points right now. So something else to think about there. He really he he shouldn't be behind Friesen in points. It's just a situation that they got themselves into with the bad lug nuts on the truck. That's true. That's true. He would, he would, I think, I mean, he's only 13 points behind John Hunter. He would, he definitely lost 13 points, more than 13 (laughs) points in that. So he, uh, he would very solidly be in second. All right. For the champion last time in our pattern of consistency, we both went with Zane Smith. Are you sticking with Zane or do you have someone else here? I think right now I'm beginning to come around on John Hunter Nemechek. I feel like this series just been, you know, a little bit better, maybe more mature, showing more of a veteran presence, even though he's always, you know, I think a lot of people are considering him a veteran in the truck series last year, just because he had spent so much time in there. But I don't know, there's just a different demeanor to him, to the point where I don't think he's going to be super aggressive at Phoenix in the championship race and pretty much take himself out on the first five laps of the race. I think he's beginning to get back to where he was last year, very dominant performance at Darlington. I think that could snowball into something as we 
close in on the end of the regular season. And I have a feeling he's going to have a lot of momentum, a lot of playoff points built up. He's going to carry that in through all the rounds. And when he does get to Phoenix, you're not going to see him make the same mistake he made last year. I don't need to say anything, really. We uh, both changed our <laughs> mind to the same person. I mean, I echo pretty much all of it. He's started off the season terribly. He's rebounded real strong. Currently only 30 points back, and I would not be surprised to see him in the points league before too long. All right, heading into the Xfinity Series. Last time after Coda, we had four drivers already locked in. Austin Hill, Ty Gibbs, Noah Gregson, and AJ Allmendinger. At the time, we had Riley Herbst, who was, I think, around 12th in the standings, fall out. And had... Landon Castle, who was out of the standings, make it in. Uh, I mean, we were right so far in that we had Landon Castle making it in. Unfortunately, we had the wrong driver falling out. As Sheldon Creed has had a horrendous last month and a half or so. And is currently, I believe, three spots out over a full race out of the playoffs. Since then, we also had three more winners lock up their spot in Justin Allgaier, Josh Berry, and Brandon Jones, leaving five spots left in the Xfinity Series playoffs. Currently having those spots belonging to Sam Mayer, Riley Herbst, Ryan Sieg, Landon Castle, and Daniel Hemrick. Do you have any of those guys falling out? I don't. I think it's going to stay the same. The only one that could do it, in my opinion, is Sheldon Creed, and you'd have to win a race. And I just don't think they're there at this point. So because of that, I don't see anything changing. Pretty simple. Yeah, I was on the fence with it, mostly because I wanted to make a prediction that someone would fall out, because it's just a lot more exciting if someone <laughs> falls out. That's so true. I also, I also stuck with nobody falling out. I mean, I'll give it to Alfredo. I know Hemrick and Castle have had their issues, but the fact that he is that guy, 13th in points, only 22 back, has been pretty impressive to me. I think it's around 22. Might actually be more now, but I can't remember for sure. It's it's pretty impressive to me. He obviously has avoided a lot of the chaos that a lot of the other guys have gotten into. But I still just don't see them having the speed. It would take something catastrophic for Castle or Hemrick uh, down the stretch. Because even if they fall out now, they'll have plenty of time to get back in. Now, if come you know another six weeks or so, and... And Alfredo's still right there. Then I start opening up the possibility of maybe, maybe especially if Sheldon Creed's still, you know, a full race back, maybe Alfredo can pull off something. Because at that point, it wouldn't take much. But for now, I'm also sticking with these five guys or the five remaining that are going to make it. Last time in the Xfinity Series, we had our first-time winners. Both of us had picked Ryan Sieg. I picked Sam Mayer as well. Any changes to that, Brandon? Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna swap Ryan Sieg out for Sam Mayer. Uh, Junior Motorsports is just too damn good right now. I think they're gonna end up taking a lot of wins away, even in races that could go to you know anybody. So even plate races. I mean, they they got the monkey off their back at Dega. There's a good chance that it'll at least happen at Daytona. Maybe not Atlanta. That one's a little crazy. So who knows? But Daytona, I I think that they're gonna get one there. So it just comes down to the opportunities. I don't see a lot of these other drivers from other teams just have a chance, except for Sam Mayer. So he's on Junior Motorsports. He's getting close. He just needs to put a full race together. But I think he's gonna be the only person that does in terms of someone getting their first career win. Uh, I still have Sam Mayer as well, but I'll still have Ryan Sieg, mostly out of just 
sheer hope that it happens someday. I was on the fence about keeping him in there, but I still I'm gonna I'm gonna hold fast. I'm gonna hold faith. I will say he will, he will make uh, it. Uh, he will get a win. I I will say there if there was one person that I was on the fence of and I didn't put him on there. We'll see in a couple weeks if he keeps showing up. But Riley Herbst is looking a lot better than he I. Has I was also close with putting Herbst on. I, at one yeah. point, I had him on the list. I dropped him off. I went back and forth on it, but uh, he's for now not he's quite off there the yet. List. Yeah, but he's, he, he's close. He he's going. close. If he keeps it going, he might he might show back up on there at some point. So we'll or show up on there. But we'll we'll see. All right. Last time we also both had Noah Gregson, Ty Gibbs, AJ Allmendinger, and Josh Berry making the final four. Any changes to that for you? Keeping it the same. Those, those are the four best guys right now. Maybe if Sam Mayer starts putting together just consistent results, he can knock one of the two out, either Almondinger or Ty Gibbs. Right now, I think. Or not, wait, you know what? No, I had Almondinger in there before. Scratch that. Throw, throw him out. My mistake. <laughs> I have Gregson, Ty Gibbs, Allgaier, and Josh Berry. So we we are gonna swap Almondinger out. Uh, the the other three, they're, they're just too good. I know Gibbs maybe has slid back a little bit over the last couple of weeks, but that's really just because Junior Motorsports has been performing like they have. That's why he hasn't really gotten a lot of laps led. I know he struggled a little bit at Darlington, but still, I, I think those three are the best three guys. And then you just swap out Almondinger for Allgaier because I don't know how much speed Almondinger has at these tracks that aren't road courses. It definitely seems like it's behind the three JRM guys I have in, in Ty Gibbs. And he's going to have to win races in that final eight round and i just don't think he's gonna do it just when i thought we were gonna have a different final four you realize that you initially had almondinger in uh, i've also I was going dropped almondinger <laughs> for justin allgaier i think that i mean allgaier already already has one win only had two last year but has so much more speed and even with just two wins last year was oh so close to getting to that final four it took uh Noah winning the last, uh, the penultimate race at Martinsville in order for it to bump out Allgaier. And I mean, they've all just had more speed than Almondinger. As everyone's being more consistent, they're slowly all reeling him in. If Colleg and the RCR groups find speed, I, mean, I have no issue putting Almondinger back in there. But they've really not gained, honestly, maybe lost speed compared to what they had earlier in the season after a pretty horrendous overall race for really both uh, Colleague and RCR at Darlington. All the Colleague cars did rebound for a top 10, but it was a very weak race overall for them, and I just I couldn't keep him in there. I also bounced him for Allgaier. Uh, we also both had Noah Gregson winning the championship. Are you sticking with that? I am. Uh, it definitely helps that it's at Phoenix, and he was so dominant there at the beginning of the season. So... I think he's shown the most speed out of anyone. Maybe not the most consistency, but I think he has shown the most speed, and I, I expect him to keep doing that. And just given the whooping he put on him in the spring at Phoenix, I, it's hard for me to say that he's not going to do it again at this point. So we're going to go with Gregson. Everything you said is right, except <laughs> I still wound up picking Justin Allgaier instead. Oh, man. It's My, just, you want it gonna, to be him. <laughs> I want it to be him. He's going to get it done this year. The, JRM's never had this much speed as a whole organization. He's going to get it done. I have faith. I'm just a lot of faith here in the Xfinity series. A lot of, a lot of faith picks, but I, uh, I think he'll get it done. <laughs> and concluding with the Cup series, after Coda, after race six, we had six different winners. 
Austin Cindric, Kyle Larson, Alex Bowman, Chase Briscoe, William Byron, and Ross Chastain. So even after race six, already down to just ten spots left. At the time, we you picked Kurt Busch and Eric Almirola to fall out. I picked Kurt Busch and Kevin Harvick to fall out. And we both had Hamlin getting in. You had Austin Dillon getting in. I had Eric Jones getting in. I'm kind of all over the place with this one. Uh, we both were right. Kurt Busch has fallen out and what has been a horrendous... I don't think we expected him to be out by now, to be honest. It was more of, I feel like, a longer-term play, but it just he's plummeted since then. And we both had Hamlin getting in, and he won a race literally the next week, since this was, pre, this was uh, yeah. right before Richmond. Went out, won that race. Uh, neither of us had Christopher Bell getting in. He has managed to race his way in. Neither of us had Tyler Reddick falling out. He has, for the time being, fallen out. Also, neither of us had Daniel Jones falling out. He has also... Jones. Wrong sport. God. <laughs> Daniel is on my thing. They're right next to each other. Daniel Suarez falling out. And he <laughs> is right. also falling out. I did have Eric Jones falling out. or not. Ha- I did not have him falling out, and he is currently out, although it's by the narrowest of margins between him and Dylan and Tyler Reddick right there. Since Coda, we've had four more drivers punch their ticket into the playoffs for now. It's all, <laughs> this all can change the second we get 17 winners. But for now, four more drivers have metaphorically punched their ticket. Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, and the already mentioned Denny Hamlin, which for the time being leaves just six spots for the Cup Series playoffs currently occupied by Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex Jr., Christopher Bell, Kevin Harvick, Eric Amarola, and Austin Dillon. I assume you have at least one person falling out still. Yeah, I still have Amarola falling out. I have Reddit getting in. And that's that's it. I'm <laughs> Harvick is right on that line right now. I it could go either way, but I just don't know if anybody behind that cut line other than Reddick is can win a race. I mean, Eric Jones has come close. Daniel Suarez has come close. I have a lot more faith in Reddick to get that win if he needs to. And if he doesn't get it, I, I, I think he's been faster than the other two. And he's going to go up there and get past Amarola in points. I think Austin Dillon, faster than Amarola. They just have to iron the things out that have gone wrong, which over the last couple weeks they have. So as long as they keep doing that, I think he'll get by Amarola. Kevin Harvick barely is going to stay in, in my opinion, although it is very close. If Eric Jones, Daniel Suarez, even Chris Buescher, Justin Haley, somebody back there gets a win, I think Harvick's going to be the one out. But right now I see him being the last guy in, just skinning on by. I also have Eric Almarola falling out. Tyler Reddick making it in. But I also think Harvick's going to fall out and Eric Jones is going to make it in. I don't think Eric Jones needs a win to do it. He's been just as fast as Austin Dillon by basically every metric, and I think they both can easily pass, catch and pass Harvick in points. And I mean, I don't think Reddick needs to get a win either, although with the way his races go, he might end up needing to get one. Yeah. But I certainly think he also has had the most speed to get one. So I think both of the Stuart Haas cars fall out and Eric Jones... Tyler Reddick make it in. And I think uh, Chase Briscoe should be very, very fortunate that he has a win. Otherwise, he'd be right in this conversation with them. But I just have not. They've ran okay. Obviously, he's still got a top five, ran pretty good at Darlington. But 
I don't know, something about the fact that he barely got into the top five at the end, juxtaposed with record for most top tens at a track. Like, it's the bare minimum you expect from Harvick at Darlington. Like, it's one of his best tracks for finishing. Of course, you'd expect him to get a top five. But he was never really competitive in, the, in terms of winning the race. And they just they struggled to get a lot of stage points, more than some of the other drivers, but don't have a ton, so don't have a big window if things go wrong. And that's kind of been the difference right now with Harvick and Almirola and, and Dylan Jones and Reddick. Is that how many points have Dylan Jones and Reddick left on the board? A ton. Way more yeah. than Harvick or Almirola have. And I think that, that to me, Jones, is, Jones and Reddick in particular definitely need to do a better job of getting those points, but I think they will. And I think they will both easily pass the two Stuart Haas veterans. For our first time winners, last time, obviously, we had, at this point, we had already had several first time winners. Uh, three of them with Cindric Reddick, or sorry, Cindric Chastain and Briscoe. But you still predicted Tyler Reddick and Daniel Suarez. I also pre uh, predicted Tyler Reddick, though not Daniel Suarez. I assume you've dropped Daniel Suarez from this prediction, but yes, yes I was gonna say this was is a season long prediction. This isn't just before the playoffs, so Suarez could still get a win once the playoffs start and not be in it, but. Sounds like you did drop Suarez. I, I did drop Suarez. The uh, only person I have getting a win for their first career win is Tyler Reddick. Yeah, another second place finish last week at Darlington. Shown a lot of speed, led a bunch of laps. It's kind of, I'm in the same boat with him as I am with Sam Mayer. It's just, it's gotten too close for it not to happen. And it literally should have happened at Dirt Bristol, if not for the move Chase Briscoe decided to make. So, for me, Tyler Reddick, at some point this year, will get his first career win. How bad will Chase Briscoe feel if uh, Tyler Reddick ends up missing the playoffs because of that? Because I, do like, I don't think a lot of drivers would care. I don't think Chase Briscoe is one of them, though. I think Chase Briscoe would absolutely care. He'd feel bad about it. I, I, maybe he wouldn't remember at first, but you know, somebody would remind him, probably on Reddit. <laughs> yeah, he, is, he is he is one of the only guys that's still on reddit fairly consistently so. yeah so I, I i'm with you he'd probably be like man i'm i'm an asshole especially of, since he's like sitting that. here right like he only is in because of a win it's possible not right now right now he's still in but barely and then he would have uh taken away reddick's reddick's one although i expect Reddick to get one as well he is my only pick and we talked about this before but other than reddick and suarez i i mean i think that's basically it Period. Yeah. Like it, it would take. I think it literally anywhere else it would take something crazy or a plate win. There, there are only a handful of guys past that that don't have wins at this point. Right. Uh, Corey LaJoy, Todd Gill, and Harrison Burton, Ty Dillon. I'm pretty sure. I mean, if you want to throw Cody Ware in, you could throw Cody Ware in. I think. I think that's it. Yeah, for full time guys, that sounds yeah. right. That sounds right. So, and then just, and not, this isn't any knock against them as much as it is their equipment for the most part. Couple exceptions like Harrison, Harrison's equipment could win. But something with that team right now, whether it's him, I don't know. They're just off. But I mean, you know, you go into plate track, of course, like Todd, uh, Todd Gillen can win with, I mean, that team's won several times. He has a good teammate in 
restrictor plate racing. But as it stands, I think these are these two are it, and unless, well, we'll see. I was gonna say unless Ty Gibbs comes to the series next year, I don't think we'd get one next year either. But Noah, if Noah was full time. If Colin got their cars a little bit better, if he, that's who he's full time with, I could see that too. I'd be surprising, but I could see it next year. But as it stands right now, especially if Reddick and Suarez get wins, I don't. We might not see a first time winner next year. Mm-hmm. All right, for the final four, we both had Chase Elliott and Tyler Reddick getting in. You then had Ryan Blaney and Kyle Larson. I filled it out with Alex Bowman and Ross Chastain. Has that changed at all for you? Yeah, no, it it has. I still have Chase Elliott getting in the final four. That's pretty obvious. He's got a pretty big points lead right now in the regular season standings. Finally has that win. And it was at an oval, so that really shuts a lot of people up. I think we'll see Chase at Phoenix. Finished top five in the parts car. Yep. (laughs) That is true. So I I like where he's at right now, and he's – probably going to end up winning the regular season championship too at this rate but i for this i have him getting into the final four uh lots of changes on mine um william byron two wins this year should have probably been three or at least have another top five at the very least but i like where he's at right now in the midst of a career season he's my second guy the next two we're going with Kyle Busch, like he's been the best Toyota. He's definitely beginning to show, you know, signs of the old Kyle Busch, even a little bit in his attitude too. After walking to the, um, you know, the mandatory trip to the infield care center after he couldn't get his car into the garage, just I don't know. When Kyle starts doing stuff like that, the results start showing too. So he's already got a win. He's gotten close to a couple other ones. I think he's going to find a way to get to the final four, and then. This guy stayed the same. I'm still keeping Tyler Reddick in. I mean, not Tyler Reddick, excuse me. Kyle Larson. <laughs> Kyle Larson is who I have as the fourth and final guy there. Um, he, he's just shown too much speed. Like, it seems like when they don't have issues, he's in the top five. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. He is the defending series champion. I have faith that they're going to be able to put it together. Maybe he won't win the championship, but I do have him getting to the final four to defend his championship title from last year. For a second, I thought we were going to somehow end up with the same Final Four. Oh, man. My, my two screw-ups have just, like, made your heart stop there. <laughs> I also had Chase, Kyle Busch, and William Byron uh, for a lot of the same reasons. Chase, super solid. They've gotten their cars even better. Finished top five in a parts car, same kind of parts car that William Byron did nothing with at Dover. Uh Coming up on several road courses where he can easily bank more playoff points and got to win at the Oval. Kansas, pretty good track for him. Last six races, he has the top highest average finish of any of the Cup guys. So you could definitely see him easily rattling off a few more. And just if they keep running the way they have, it's going to be really hard to catch him with the regular season. Uh, for the regular season championship, it's another 15 playoff points. So he's in a good spot. I'm- Basically the same exact thoughts for both Byron and Kyle Busch. Kyle just has, there's something about him this year that I don't expect him to go out and dominate a bunch of races, but he's going to get wins when they matter. And I could see him going far, especially as this contract drama maybe continues for a bit. There's some murmurs now. Maybe his attitude is turning off sponsors. So seeing Kyle just kind of give a 
big F you to the sponsors by going all the way to the final four. It certainly seems possible. And again, Byron having a career year. Uh, I stuck with Chastain over Larson. I did have Larson there, not over Chastain, but over Kyle, and I switched it out. Uh, Larson, they've just, they have the speed. They obviously have the speed. They just can't seem to get out of their own way, and you would assume that's fixed by the time we get to to the playoffs, but if it continues, it also just hurts his chances of having those playoff points. I mean, he had a car that could have won, for sure, and we don't ultimately know if him rolling backwards killed the motor, but he did spin, which took away at least a shot at the stage win and potentially a shot at the race win, so... I think they'll get things righted, but I mean, if they don't, they're going to be in a playoff point deficit, and Ross has just been so strong. And, uh, he either wins or he crashes, it almost feels like, but I mean, another car that could have won on, on Sunday, unfortunately ended in the wall. But. That's that's ultimately the reason why I don't have him getting in there, because... Uh, I that's think, fair, but yeah. I I think he could go... I don't I don't know anyone who's done this recently, but... He could easily get to the playoffs, win one race, crash the other two, but that's still going to be enough to get all the way to the end. It is, but when when you get down to that final round, and just how I look at it, when when I see the tracks there, and you know maybe maybe he'll surprise us because obviously we haven't gone to Homestead in this car. We're not gonna until then, so maybe he puts something together. He just there. one day, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you get to that final yeah. round. You have what, well, what is it? Is it Vegas? It's Vegas. Yeah, it's Vegas Homestead. Vegas, Martin, where he had one of the best cars, Homestead, yeah. which we don't know. Martinsville was so weird. He still wound up finishing in the top five, though. It's just my thing with him is that I think everybody's going to be on their A game. I think it's it's going to be a lot more intense when you get there in the fall. It. I just don't know if he's going to be able to win. I, I have can. no he's doubt. Be I there. have no doubt that he can. He's been a will man his whole life, it's yeah, just... his whole career, and he's always up against the wall anyway. I mean, it kind of really has been his entire career. Every time you feel like he's in a good spot, he makes the most of it, but it's never easy. And I don't think it'll be easy, but I, I still have faith that he can take it all the way. It, don't get me wrong. It's not going to shock me if he gets to the final four, but where I'm at, it's just, I don't feel comfortable like putting the money on him right now in, in that sense where I just feel a little bit comfortable, more comfortable with Larson, who's, He's already shown he could do it, and I just, you know, I, my gut tells me they're going to get it back together. He's not going to win 10 races like he did last year, but it's not going to shock point, anyone. Well, he I mean, still I, could. I, I say, at this point, it would be surprising, but like, at yeah. this point last year, he only had one win. One, so, yeah, until you know, 600. Of course, of course it could happen. Like, I just, you know, I, I think he'll probably end the season with like four or five wins, and he'll, he'll be in the final four. That's, that's where I stand. All right. Last time in the pattern of just being on the same page, we both picked Chase Elliott for the Cup Series Championship. Has that changed? Uh, still going with him. He just he seems on a different level right now. It's similar to the pace, probably not quite. I have to go back and like look at all the stats, but it it seems similar to what say Hamlin and Larson were doing last year, at least in terms of the consistency. I'd like to see more wins from him, but he's just been so consistent. He's shown so much speed. I, I think he's going to keep it up, and he'll be our champion at the end of and the hey, year. He already has the win sooner than Hamlin did last year. That's true. But yeah. I, I mean, of course, I would also love to see more wins out of him. But I also have Chase. Just none of it's, you know, Phoenix is a good track for him. So hard to say. Could have won Phoenix this year if, you know, his pit crew 
was competent. But it's a good track for him. And he just has his best car right now. Honestly, if I went pick if I picked second, it probably would be Kyle, to be honest, right now. I, I agree with you. I just I just this feeling, man, like I know it's funny he just had uh, all this drama because of him spinning and parking the car there and all that. But I just, I don't know. He, he's always been the guy that feeds off of it. It really feels like. I mean, they have their, they have their baby, too. They did have their baby. And you know what happened the last yeah. time they had a baby? He won the championship? Won the championship. Won well, the does championship. That mean, does that mean he's going to get four? Because then he has to be old enough to take this one on a car ride once he wins another. Oh, true. I mean, maybe he does, but that's not going to be for a couple of years if he gets there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it took him a couple <laughs> of years last time, so. All right, that's going to wrap it up for our predictions. Any uh, any surprises from me on them? Any, anything that surprised I, you? I think, I think we we're both pretty much going with what we thought and what we felt and talked about over the last couple of weeks and, and months. I'm not really shocked by anything either of us said. <laughs> Honestly, I'm kind of surprised you still had Harvick in. It's close. It's just, it's one of those things where I don't, you know, is I don't, I don't expect Harvick to make the mistakes that Eric Jones or, you know, well, in this case, just Eric Jones, because he's the one I have out um, to keep doing. I, Eric Jones, like, cause he's done it a couple times this year where th- these are probably the best cars he's run in well over a year, obviously, you know, dating back to when he was at Gibbs. And I feel like maybe he's thrown away a couple races just because he's trying to get a little too much out of it. it. You're right. But it's crazy because I feel like he's in a better point spot than he was at Gibbs. Did he make the playoffs last year at Gibbs? No, he didn't. Like, he it's didn't. Cra- like, like is, is he that much better? Are these cars that much better? Like, it's. I. It's- <sighs> It's crazy. I don't know. It's I feel crazy. like I feel like Eric Jones his last year at Gibbs. It was kind of one he of those. Felt, he felt he, like he was just he felt. He felt the pressure, and it, like, it probably got to him. I mean, I don't want to say that they sabotaged him, but his crew chief was terrible. Yeah, that's uh, that's also true. I I know when they made that move, I was a little ticked off just because they started giving Christopher Bell everything that you wish they gave Eric Jones in his last yeah. year there to prove he deserved that ride and. Like I, I don't yeah. want I don't want to say they sabotage because I don't know that they did. It just felt like they didn't want to make any changes that maybe needed to be made. But yeah, no, I, in- I, I feel like you're right. It'll be interesting. We'll check up on these in another month and a half or so. By then, we'll only have three or four races left in the truck playoffs. Until the playoffs start. Or- yeah, 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 yeah. Before the before the playoffs, though. So. Oh yeah. By by then, we'll see how many spots we have left. None of them have more than six spots right now which is uh, not very many left and not necessarily a lot of winners left that can, or a lot of winners you would expect to take those spots, but I mean, it could certainly happen. So speaking of the truck series, they do have a race this weekend. They are one of the two national series that are at Kansas, the trucks and the cup. They have a race for the next eight weekends. Yeah. And then they decide to have like a month off in the playoffs there. I I love this schedule. You brought it up to me at some point recently. I think at some point we will go through and make, within reason, within what we know is possible, just a better laid out schedule. Hey, I agree. <laughs> I don't think it would take much, to be honest. And I mentioned it you know, at some point earlier. I think one easy solution, personally, it's gotten to the point where if the trucks don't even start the season at Daytona, I might be okay with that. Yeah. 
But at the bare minimum, I would I, I think it would be very easy to just have him race Daytona since it's right there. Like don't don't they go to like Phoenix or Vegas in that first race? They go to Vegas. Yeah, they go to Vegas. Just I it feels dumb. Mm-hmm. It feels yeah. it feels dumb, but but anyway, for the race at Kansas, Kansas John Hunter even checked the favorite at plus three hundred. Super shocking that the guy that's already been the favorite, I feel like most weeks, is the favorite the week after he breaks out and gets a win. Uh, no, obviously not. But I would say it's probably a little shocking that he's basically a favorite by a percentage wise, a pretty good margin. Plus three hundred for John Hunter, plus six hundred for. The Smith duo, even though no relation, but Chandler and Zane. Yeah, I mean, I th- think these odds are, are pretty in line. It, honestly, just the feeling I have a John Hunter Nemechek, normally I don't like going with a favorite, but I'll just stay here, you know, sit right here and say it that plus 300 with how I think he might be on, you know, a roll. We'll, we'll see comes race day on Friday or uh, Saturday, but I. I think I'm going to take him, even though plus 300, maybe not the best when it comes to racing. I really think he's going to win the race. I'm full on the John Hunter train. I'm I'm going to also, I don't know if we've done this yet this year, actually wound up picking the same guy, but it just feels like the easy, not even just the easiest play, but it just feels like even at plus 300, like everyone else has been a little bit off lately and he's just been pretty, pretty strong. And just has had things not go against him, which sometimes really that's all he needs is the things not to not go against him. Also, no real ringers on in this race that you would think maybe would steal the win. The only guy that we don't uh, that would be competitive that we don't normally see is Riley Herbst, and I'm actually quite interested to see how he'll do in that. Uh, I am uh, too. DGR car or truck. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm interested in that because that's uh we know what Ryan Priest is and I think this actually might be a good measuring stick to see where Tanner Gray's at too because if Riley I was say you, you get to see yeah. where Tanner Gray is you get to see and also like I just if Riley Herbst in this truck goes out and runs he it's funny because there there are other guys right like Ryan Priest it's almost expected he runs right. top ten and I think honestly most people expect him to finish yeah, yeah. To finish like even in the top five a lot of the times and when a lot of them. The cup guys come down. They uh, you expect them to compete and, and win, and even some of the Xfinity guys, if they were to come down, they do all that often. But Riley Herbst is at a really weird point in his career where I don't know how much longer Monster will stick out with it. But he's certainly you mentioned it certainly become a better racer over the last year or so. It's on a pretty good hot streak for him in the Xfinity series. I think it's four straight top tens and. It's just he's not whereas I feel like a lot of times before he'd be fast, but he'd always just wreck right people. And he's not really done that much in the last month or so. Been pretty consistent, pretty clean. Like if he goes out and runs top five in that truck, I think it, it does more to build some of the growing respect that he, I feel like he's slowly getting.
something. Yeah, I mean, he comes race day on Saturday, and it's going to be interesting to see how Gray matches up with him, and also, I guess, Haley Deegan. Although, well, we don't need to... yeah, that's, that is what it is. Well, I, it is funny, though, because I feel like, at least going into this year, my full prediction was that uh, Herbs would get the boot for Haley Deegan in the Xfinity Series next year, and not even that I necessarily thought it was justified then, but it didn't necessarily feel like an outright travesty. Yeah, now, now I feel like it would happens, be. It feels like it would be a travesty. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. But the other thing that is interesting to me with this one, is particularly with Riley Herbst, is because that car is like a Stuart Haas car, kind of, in the uh, Xfinity series. And there's no one else there that really runs. There's no other. He doesn't have any teammates or anything. But we do know how John Hunter runs in the Xfinity Series in the Gibbs car. He goes out there, and he usually runs better than Riley Herbst does. Yeah. So, I mean, I think most of us, I don't think it takes much to, or is crazy to say that the KBM car is better than the DGR cars, and the, or the trucks in the truck series. Right. So if Riley Herbst can go out there, run top five, even if John Hunter wins, I think it just, you know, maybe then it does support the idea that maybe Riley Herbst's equipment, while good, Maybe not the same level as yeah. as people think it is. Because the last people in that car, right? Like you had Briscoe, who won a bunch of races, and Cole Custer, who won a Cole bunch Custer, of who won a bunch of races. Yeah, and then you have Riley Herbst, who was not as good. It always kind of felt like he wasn't necessarily. They weren't going to necessarily try. I don't, you know, it feels bad to say sometimes, but not as many resources were going to go into the car once Herbst got in than Custer and Briscoe. Because yeah. Custer and Briscoe. One had logical spots they were going to be taking in in the Cup Series, but I mean, two just kind of were in the umbrella for a while. I mean, obviously Custer for sure, but Briscoe had been in the Ford camp for a while. Whereas, like Riley Herbst, it kind of just felt like he had the money. They needed someone for the for the car. He was not going to be at Gibbs anymore. Oh, let's just throw Riley Herbst in there. Yeah, uh, no, he's, it, he's it, been it, solid like the last couple last month or so. I will say if he goes out there and runs a top like top five too like that really said something because i haven't i haven't heard it much with tanner gray because he has you know been better this year but i've heard a lot of those excuses with Haley deegan it really makes me scratch my head when i hear people say oh it's the equipment it's the equipment i'm sorry like if if the equipment if she was you know 15th in points and we want to talk about the equipment, I would be okay with that. But she's not even in the top 20 in no, points. She's, she's not. Like, and she has had things that are not her fault. Like, I'm not going to. But she's put it running all back on her. there with people that cause but those problems. That, <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. I mean, she, she is currently sitting. Actually, I've lost her. 28th in points. She's oh. literally the last of all the people that have ran all the races behind Jack Wood. Behind Dean Thompson, even behind Jesse Little, who's only ran four. Behind Chris Wright, Tate Fogelman, Spencer Boyd. Like, it's just, uh, she's only finished on the lead lap. Or she's only finished three times. If she finishes, she finishes on the lead lap. But the problem is, even those finishes have been 18th, 19th, and 17th. And that's, that's the issue, is if... She was finishing, and it was, you know, 12th. We, maybe it's the equipment. But with Tanner Gray running, not great, but 
better yep. than Playoff than Taylor Deegan is. It's mm-hmm. just it's definitely not the equipment. I don't know what it is. I didn't have after the Arca season that she ran. I didn't have that high of expectations for her anymore because once you actually look at the field and look at her numbers, they really weren't impressive at all. I certainly expected well more than this, though. Mm-hmm. No, I'm right there in the same boat with you. It's it hasn't been good. I expected this year, like easily, to be honest, probably top fifteen contending. Like, you know, things happen. Maybe she slips out by the end of the season. But I mean, last year she finished seventeenth. I, I and I I do think the field's better and deeper this year, not by a lot, but by a little. Maybe not at the top, but you know, better better through the depth of it. And it just like three three crashes and a tire issue at Atlanta, but you know, like you said, you keep running in those spots. It's it's what's going to happen. Even Darlington, where uh, she did crash, finished twenty uh, eighth, but I mean, she still completed one hundred thirty seven of the one hundred forty nine laps, mm-hmm. and in that, her average position was twenty fourth. So. Like her highest average position this season has been 16th at Daytona. Only had a driver rating above 57 once this year, also at Daytona. Had the most percentage of laps she spent in the top 15 was Daytona at 34. And then actually Coda at 27.6. Yeah, like, so that's. Things like bad. Atlanta. Atlanta was early, you know, but it's also. And Vegas was pretty early too, but I mean, like. Martinsville, uh, Dirt Bristol, she finished on the lead lap, but spent 1.3% of the laps at uh, Dirt Bristol in the top five and 7% of the laps at Martinsville, or top 15, I mean, and 7% of the laps at Martinsville in the top 15. It's only a total of 16 laps in those two races. It's, I don't know what it is, the, but I, I mean, at this point, then I'll try something I know soon. what it is. Go ahead. She's just not that good. I that's true, but I think she's better than this. Uh, I think her in this equipment is better than this. Something I don't know if it's a mental thing with her. I don't know if they need a crew chief. They need something. You can't keep going like this. Period. This yeah, is not. That's fair. You need it. You need it. You got to try something. I I don't know what that something is. I mean, you, you, at this point, you're probably right. It's probably a crew chief change, but it's it's got to be. You can't you you can't continue this way. I mean, even if, if I'm Haley Deegan, I'm wanting something different. Like, you don't blame other people, but even if it's just like a mental thing, like you need some kind of change, something, something needs to change. This is not so smart or sustainable at this point. But. Yeah, that I would agree with. And what I was going to say is that her odds right now, plus 20,000 for a reason now, that is not somebody that I'm going to put Give a lot of Give me Wallace Allen on. at plus 30,000. <laughs> Oh man, uh, I, I was will not. <laughs> I would still rather take Haley Deegan than some of the names in the field, but not many. I will say, in terms of an actual long shot pick or dark horse pick, uh, looking at Riley value, Herbst. yeah, Riley Herbst was somebody I had my eye on, but two thousand or lower, Riley Herbst. I think, I think I'm gonna go a little or bit, or whatever, little, little bit. Uh, better odds than that in terms of just uh you know more likely to win Stuart Friesen plus eighteen hundred. I know we were just talking about how he's been backsliding, but Kansas has been a track that he's run good at in the past. 
and has had stuff happen to him where they don't get the finish that they deserve. I think he actually probably would have won this race a couple years ago, but they ran out of gas because they didn't get enough gas in the car. So that's probably the person I'm looking at. He needs a good run. I think he could get it here. Probably still not going to bet on him because I think this is just going to be a John Hunter Nemechek runaway, but looking at somebody a little deeper in the field, uh, Friesen at 1,800 plus 1,800 is the guy for me. Friesen's not even a guy I like most at plus 1,800. So, Really? You like, you like Matt Crafton more? I like Matt Crafton over Friesen. He's had more speed lately, and I feel like this is a track he's ran he has. He has good a at before, years, so... Yeah. Three of them. Yeah. Who know, you know, they were eons ago at this point, but I feel like I feel like one of them was during COVID. I feel like one of them was twenty twenty. Well, I think I think that was his last win was, was I mean, I'm here. just saying two two years ago it doesn't feel like it's that long ago. I mean, think about all the things that have happened in those two years. Yeah, but it's it's like a lot it's a lot closer than like what he won, I don't know, and what before that? Yeah, you're right. That's how that works. That's how that works. His, his second to last win is not as recent as his last one. You're right. Wow, wow, crazy! I never, I never realized that. Friesen Insane. hasn't finished in the top ten at Kansas since 2018, and they were bad last year, but they weren't bad before. So. It's just a shack where he's, he's showed speed here before and they never get anything to go his way. I just, I don't know, gut, gut feeling he might be up there. But I'm, regardless, I'm still going John Hunter Nemechek. I mean, no, yeah, John, I mean, John yeah. Hunter is the easy. Yeah, easy, easy, easy obvious, pick. obvious pick. So. Easy pick. We're boring, at least in terms of the truck race. All right. For my daily fantasy team, of course, John Hunter Nemechek is here. This is the, the only, it's so weird when you compare the schedule to, 10 years ago in all the series this is only the second like what we would normally call like your cookie cutter track that we've been to this year because atlanta's not one anymore and the only other one we've been to is vegas i guess you can almost kind of say fontana though especially at this point beside the fact that it's two miles it just races like nothing else out there so i did rely somewhat on Vegas, a track where John Hunter had a lot of speed, so I have him on my team at 11,300. But his teammate Chandler Smith also had a lot of speed. Did he win? Can't remember yeah, I now. Think he did. Yeah, he did yeah, win. He I think and he did. Uh, so I have him as well at 10,200. Third guy I have on the team, another guy that's had some speed lately, has had some speed here before, uh, Christian Eckes at 9,400. One at Vegas last year. Is that right? Would you say Eckes? Yeah, Eckes, was last yeah. Year. yeah, he last won the fall race last year. So, you know, similar ish track. Obviously, Vegas, a little, they're all a little bit different at this point. Really, no. The closest thing ever was probably Kansas and Chicago Land. Those were already different, and Chicago Land's dead. So, really, none of the tracks exactly the same, but you kind of always pull a little stuff from everywhere. So, Christian Eckes, 9,400. The third guy, or the fourth guy I have, one of my picks to win his first race this year, Ty Majeski, 8,600. And then I went deep. I went deep. Jesse Little, been a pretty consistent pick of ours, I feel. Uh, runs, gets a good finish out of the truck, runs well. I have him at 5,400. And then Matt Mills, who actually finished 
15th at Las Vegas. I have him as well, mostly because I just didn't see who else was down there. A lot of this subject to change to practice speeds in particular. Uh, probably would have found a way to hit fit Herbst on there. Probably would move a little th- few things around. Maybe take Herbst over Ekis, but wanted to see practice first before that. So for now, this is the team I went with. Yeah, so I, I dug deep with Jesse Little as well, 5,400. That's a no-brainer. I, I feel like we kind of use him like we use Ryan Ellis in the Xfinity series. So when you see him there, you want to pick him up. He's pretty safe bet to bring the, the uh, truck home in one piece. Uh, I have Austin Wayne South at 6,800. That's it for the low guys. Kind of tried to spread some more people out in the middle here. I uh, didn't want to load up on, you know, like John Hunter, Zane Smith, Chandler Smith, those type of guys, trying to go a little bit of a different route. So at 8,000, I have Matt Benedetto showed some speed at Las Vegas. Obviously, didn't probably get the finish that he would have wanted. That's been the story of Benedetto's year, but trying to go a little outside the box on this, I think he has the potential to maybe get a top 10 going comes race day. Finished, so. I believe top 10 at Vegas. So Did he? I thought he fell out right at the end. I think he finished. I think he, I think he had top. Yeah, he had two top tens to start the season and then didn't get another one until this past weekend. I think yeah. I'll, I'll double check. But yeah, I think. Well, Vegas, Vegas had a wild ending because I know he was up there and back there and all around, but I, I didn't think he was able to finish the top 10. Maybe he did. Regardless, I, I still think he has top 10 speed on this type of racetrack and I'll, I'll risk it. I'll put him on the team. We'll see what he could do. Uh, next up is Ty Majeski, eighty six hundred. Yeah, he finished six, by the way. At, he did. Uh, oh, geez, at that well, top ten makes me feel a little bit better about that picket at eight thousand. Then um, Majeski at eighty six hundred, uh, solid one. I I don't think he's gonna win, but I have a feeling he's probably gonna run again. Top ten, pretty solid day. That's what I see out of him. Next up, Carson Hosevar. Again, just playing into the momentum. Uh, you know, he was good at Darlington last year, and that didn't translate everywhere else, obviously. But I don't know; they just seem they seem a little bit better this year. And I I have a feeling he's going to run good. Maybe this is the day he finally does it. Nice's one here before. Granted, it was with Ross Chastain, but hey, we'll we'll put Hosevar there. And last but not least, John Hunter Nemechek. I think he's going to be the guy comes race day, so he's got to be on the fantasy team. That makes sense. Makes sense. Real quick at the head to head, just to highlight one. That I like. I'm going to go with Carson Hosevar. And I'm actually surprised that he's the favorite here. But Carson Hosevar minus 120 over Stuart Friesen. I just. The last couple weeks have removed most of. If all the faith I had in in Friesen's team. And hopefully they can prove me wrong. But for now I'm going to go with Hosevar over Friesen here. I know I picked uh, uh, Friesen as a dark horse. But at the end of the day Hosevar is closer to being a favorite than a dark horse so just because of that they're pretty close with one another right now host of our minus 120 i will also be going that way uh, any of these you you like in particular yeah i know these ones could change at a moment's notice they're not locked in normally yeah. like the, the featured ones are but another one on DraftKings that i might like probably majeski over crafting like majeski's shown a bit more speed than crafting. They get the same equipment again, minus one twenty to minus one ten. I'll I'll take Majeski. Some interesting ones here too. Corey Himes are the interesting one because you know, how's he gonna run? We haven't seen him a lot. But he's run good, but running up against Ekis and 
Also, Ingram and Kraus, that might be a battle for a playoff spot, although I think that playoff spot will go to to Matt Crafton. So no, no, none super lopsided here. Usually we have like one or two, you know, that is someone's actually uh positive positive odds to win it, but all here pretty pretty consistent. So Right, so that is going to wrap it up for the Truck Series. Moving on to the Cup Series. As previously mentioned, they are also at Kansas this weekend. And I'm sure you could pick who the favorite is. Um, well, actually, there's I, a lot of them. I was, was going to say, you have a <laughs> one in four chance of picking it. Listen, I, I opened I it up. I figured Chase was going to be number one there. I really did. I, I didn't have it open. <laughs> I um, don't know that I've ever seen quad favorites before for a cup race. I'd have to disagree with this, too. Just Well, I... Denny I Hamlin should not be on here. I know he showed speed the last two weeks, but... He should... I don't know. I get it, it's Denny Hamlin, but he's still 20-something in points. I, he is you pay, points, but he could be sitting here with back-to-back -back wins. Man, you couldn't put, you couldn't give me money to put money on Denny Hamlin right now at plus seven hundred. I'm inclined to agree, but I honestly don't think this is that bad. Hear me out, right? Last two weeks, if we ignore Richmond, because because he was good, but you know, tire strategy and everything. Last two weeks, best he's been. They clearly have found something. What is his third best race of the year? Oh, probably Las Vegas. Is Las that Vegas. Know this? Mm -hmm. I he had a he probably a top five car, potentially a winning car. I don't think so. I think Kyle and Truex were a little bit better, and had a I think an engine issue that put him in the garage. I don't like him at plus seven hundred. I certainly don't think he deserves to be favorites honestly i don't i think it should probably just be chase and maybe larson i don't think kyle or denny belong with this same one but i do especially with the way how people bet you know they bet the winners they bet the names they know that's why even through a lot of this denny never really got all that low even though he's only won three times in the last two seasons he won twice last year yeah he won twice last year yeah if you're three going times, if you're going in like the last too like no know, no 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 it's last season and this season gotcha it's less no, he yeah. won too many of the season before yeah. <laughs> uh kyle obviously a perennial one so i get why they're up there i feel like it always boosts them a little bit than what i feel like most people would like uh but i mean i get it i don't think it's the craziest thing i've seen but it is up there but i i, I can see the justification behind behind and i don't necessarily agree agree especially don't think that he should be the same odds as chase or larson i mean honestly the fact still that like i based on this year byron and chastain should probably be right there with the other four maybe we should just have six drivers that are all the equal favorites yeah, i i wouldn't disagree with that with how it's there i mean i think chastain or byron's probably more likely to win than denny man probably they're probably at least equal with larson because i just can't trust that team right now although i think they're going to get it back together and he did win here in the fall last year it just 
as a favorite, I don't, I don't know. Plus seven hundred. I, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I, I do think it is just like, you know, historical trends lately favor, like in the last couple of years, right? Larson wins a lot. Denny wins a lot. Kyle's won a lot in his career, not so much the last, you know, two or three years, but it's won a lot in his career. I mean, it took a full winless season. Harvick still plus eighteen hundred favorites over someone like Christopher Bell, who I think without a doubt this year has shown more speed, despite having such a horrendous start of the season, is ahead of Harvick in points. The fact that Christopher Bell is worse odds to win it than Harvick, when Christopher Bell this year, without a doubt, to me at least, has shown more speed than Harvick. He had a horrendous start of the season and has managed to get all the way up ahead of Harvick in points. So the fact that Harvick's plus eighteen hundred, Christopher Bell's plus two thousand, crazy. But I don't. The first time in a while, I honestly have no idea who's going to win. Yeah, Kansas like, is a interesting one. I feel like, like obviously a lot of my ideas this year have been wrong anyway. But I don't feel strongly about anybody right now. Uh, ignoring the odds, I, I'm inclined to go with Chase, but I said I wasn't going to. Yeah, don't do it. So I'm not going to. I am instead going to go, you know, I'm going to go with Redemption for William Byron. It's not a bad one. He has run good at Kansas before. I, there's, there's a lot of different ways I could go with this one. But I think I'm going to go with one of the favorites. It's just got a Kyle Busch feeling. Just got a Kyle Busch feeling. You know, he, he should have won Las Vegas with how that race did shake out. Had a easy top five car there. Uh, you know, he's had some good cars over the last couple of weeks. Darlington, not so much. Got involved in a wreck there. But he's having a good week. You know, him and Samantha welcome their baby daughter into the world. Um, and normally with Kyle, he doesn't... It's he doesn't normally have a bunch of bad races and, you know, strings. So I think he's riding high off the birth of his child. And I think he's going to put it in victory lane and uh, go back to back in the spring Kansas race. All right. For our longer shot odds, 2000 or worse. Who who you got? Um, This is a no brainer. I don't know why he's this far back. And there's actually a couple people especially with how they've run now that I'm actually looking at it, but give me Austin Dillon. <laughs> Just, you know, plus 8,000 for Austin Dillon. I had to scroll, man. Yeah, I'm sitting here and I was like, where's Austin <laughs> Dillon? I had to scroll. Plus 8,000 uh... for Austin Dillon. There's two other ones, and I'm not going to say them in case you go with them that are also at plus 8,000, but if you pick either one of them with how they've run recently, also not a bad pick, but I'm, I'm I, taking I, Austin. I mean, I think Suarez is an, or uh, Stenhouse is an insane pick still. Like, I get it. If, mm-hmm. if there's only three at 8,000, I get it. But I think over, over Suarez and Dylan, at least, because that's the other guy at 8,000, I think that's an insane pick. It should be higher than that, but even, even at plus 8,000, maybe... It's it's hard to say he should be equal with Dylan and Suarez. I agree. That's, I, think, I think that's yeah. what it boils down to. The fact that Dylan yeah. and Suarez are down there. I'm gonna go with a guy that I just odds wise, I probably like Dylan and Suarez more than him. 
Uh, I think Christopher Bell, by the way, would be a great pick at 2000. With I was thinking him too. That's not. I was. I bet you let you go first, just because if you didn't, if you wanted Eric Jones, I was gonna let you take him. I feel like I've taken him a lot. Someday he's gonna win. Ran pretty good at Vegas. Was running in the top ten before. Uh, I don't even remember. A tire failed. I think he think he spun himself out at Vegas. I feel like a tire failed and he spun into, or he got into Bubba. No, no, no. I think he. If I remember right, he he wrecked. He overstepped the car and hit the wall, and then Bubba almost hit him. When oh, he was okay. Track. Yeah. Uh, either way, going with Eric Jones here. There are a lot of guys here that I think are good value for how they've ran. Just a ton of them, to be honest. I think that have just way too good of paying odds to pass up on. I already mentioned Christopher Bell. Even though they haven't ran super great lately, I mean, Chase Briscoe at 3,000 when Kevin Harvick is at 1,800. Well, one of them's won a race in the last year and a half, and one of them hasn't. And it wasn't like Briscoe won his race because of luck. He just went out there and had the best car at Phoenix. So, Kurt at 4,000, I honestly don't hate. Uh, 2311 and Toyota as a whole clearly has found something last couple weeks. Whether And they were already, I don't remember how Kurt performed at uh, Vegas throughout the whole race, but I know he finished in the top 10. Hey, you're picking a winner. That's all you need. Somebody uh, so, there at the end of the race. So. Uh, Someone and then the three that are at eight thousand, obviously Stenhouse, Suarez, and Dylan. Don't love Stenhouse at eight thousand with the other value that's there, but it's certainly a possibility. And the fact that I don't hate Brad at six thousand, but the fact that Brad's six thousand and Busher's fifteen thousand is oh. a little crazy to me. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty crazy. <laughs> that's insane, actually, that there's that much of a difference between those two. Like Busher's ran. Uh, at this point, you could probably. I think Brad might still have been ahead of him in points uh, if he didn't have his penalty. But at this point, I don't think it's crazy to argue that Busher's ran better yeah. throughout a majority of the season. So I feel like he has a slightly better average finish. Factor in stage points, Brad still might be ahead of him in points. If yeah, I think it might be might be stage points that, that mm-hmm. have done it. Brad just always seems to be involved in stuff, but yeah. All right, I think, and we're probably just gonna get like you know. Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin. I can't say Chase Elliott be all sad like this because I would love a Chase Elliott win. But I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd be all right with Kyle winning. Um, I, mean, I mean, yeah, you picked him. Yeah, I know, exactly. But, like, uh, you know, maybe maybe Ross Chastain. Uh, we've seen Joey Logano steal races at Kansas before. Martin Truex Jr.'s run good here in the past. Ryan Blaney's run good here in the past. And I, I guess I wouldn't rule out Blaney because, like, Man, all the Penske cars were awful at Dover, and then Joey goes out and wins Darlington. So, I Which, guess Blaney I mean, it, you can't one. even really look at and go like, "Well, Blaney didn't run good because that's one of his worst tracks anyway." Right, so, yeah. I mean, when when Logano and Brad were out there running pretty decent at Darlington, uh, Blaney would still be two zip codes behind them. So that's being generous. It might have been more. <laughs> Some of those races were really bad there. Another, you were mentioning guys that have done well there. Another guy that's done well here, Eric Almrola. Actually, in our first featured matchup, Eric Almrola and Eric Jones. And I'm going to take Eric Jones, but I would not be shocked if Eric Almrola pulled out ahead here. This is definitely one of his better tracks, although also some poor memories here as well. Yep, those, uh, at least one of those memories you would probably like to forget. Uh, who knows who, who oh. knows that he can even remember it to be honest 
Hey, I, that's true. That was a that was a pretty bad crash. Um, I'm still going Eric Jones. Just riding the momentum. They're faster. I, if he doesn't mess up, I think he'll finish. If we were allowed yeah. to take these bets on the condition that he finishes yeah. the race, <laughs> easy money, Eric Jones. I easy, think. easy money. If he keeps the car in one piece, Eric Jones all day. <laughs> all right. For the next one, we have, again, DraftKings knows what they're doing when they pick some of these. Uh, Joey Logano and William Byron. And I would pick Byron even if I didn't pick him to win the race, but obviously going Byron here. I'm going Byron as well. Just He's, he's faster. I'm not going to... I might have let Darlington sway my opinion on some drivers in some other series, but for this one, I'm not jumping out here and saying Joe Logano is going to beat William Byron heads up. I'm going to go with the team that's been better throughout the course of the year so far. And that's Byron at a track. He's had some decent runs at too. So, Hey, maybe, maybe he will end up in victory lane. Maybe one of those ones outside the top favorites will be right. But for this matchup, I'm going Byron. All right. Uh, had a matchup here between two guys that are probably going to be fighting, fighting each other for playoff spot, Kevin Harvick and Tyler Reddick. Yeah, I'm going Reddick. Just a faster guy. I don't I don't think it's that close. I have more faith in him. It's kind of like the Eric Jones, Eric Amarola matchup, where as long as he keeps it in one piece, Tyler Reddick over Harvick all day. So yeah, we're gonna keep rolling when it. You, when you look at historic trends, which I feel like a lot of times what happens here, I get Harvick. Uh this has been a pretty pretty good track for him. Of the active drivers, he has the uh, best average finish of in the last like six races or so, he has the second best average finish. No wins in that time span. Last six races, that is, but four top fives, five top tens, uh, same amount of top fives and top tens as Chase has had. But they've just been slower this year. I think Reddick's the easy, obvious play here, assuming again that he finishes the race. And I feel like we're gonna wind up all picking the same guys here. But yeah, last probably. matchup. Co two of the co favorites uh, for the race, although not even odds between them for the head to head. Kyle Larson and Denny Hamlin. I'm going Kyle Larson. Although I, I mean, <laughs> I so desperately want to go Hamlin just so that we're different. I just can't do it. Yeah. Usually, yeah. if we get to this part, or even like after two, the third guy, I'm close enough on them that, or one of them's odds are just so much. Better paying than the other, and I can justify it. I can't justify it. The only one I think I could maybe justify is Logano over Byron, and I still am not going to do that. No, I just I'm not I'm not buying into Denny after two really good weeks in terms of speed. And honestly, this is one where both drivers might end up backwards in the fence or <laughs> in the garage or something. <laughs> you're not. You're certainly not wrong there. Uh. Headed Man. over to the daily fantasy side of it. I, you know, to be, like I said, I didn't have a strong feeling when I made this team about who I thought was going to win. And I can tell you, I feel like my feelings have changed since I made this fantasy team, but I'm going to stick with the fantasy team. I have Chase Elliott as my lead at 10,900. I mean, just has the most fantasy points per race this year. And it's uh, really not even close. Uh, Chase has been averaging, averaging 50.3. Ross's averages 
Chase, I'm pretty sure, has the most fastest laps in the series based on what I saw earlier. Uh, not most laps led, that's still William Byron, although I think Chase is second in that category now. And one of his better tracks, I mean, a lot of his, he's just one of those guys that's, his bad tracks are like Richmond, and even lately he's been able to ran pretty good there. Sometimes Allen, you know, that's the wild card on the team. <laughs> but got Chase here at 10,900. I'm going to change this next one. I had Denny at 10,002. I buy into Denny's resurgence more than you do. But because I picked Byron to win the race, I will stick with, uh, I'll put Byron here on the team instead. Uh, I mean, he's ran, this has been a good track for him historically to begin with. And he's ran uh, really good lately, obviously. Keep talking about how he's having a career breakout year. So. I went with, right now I'm going with Byron, 9,900. That third spot, a guy I mentioned, uh, I think someone who will run good here, Christopher Bell, 8,400, I think is, uh, I I mean, I think he's better than, I like his value here more than someone like Harvick, who's actually more expensive and more than basically anybody behind him. So 8,400, Christopher Bell. Next one, a guy has been on my team all year long. Won me some matchups, lost me some matchups. Eric Jones, 7,700. Uh, had a lot of speed here, and it's pretty affordable. He's getting in that category where just with the way they're able to perform, with the way they run, if they can finish the race, that's a fantasy steal right there almost every week. Next guy I'm going is another guy that is actually fighting on that playoff bubble with Eric Jones. I'm also going to throw Austin, pick Austin Dillon here. As uh, we already mentioned, that he, uh, I mean, odds wise, at 8,000, that's a steal. But here at eight, also actually costing 8,000, not just the plus 8,000 odds that he had to win the race. I uh, don't necessarily love him as much as Eric Jones. It's a little bit cheaper, but I like him more than basically everyone underneath him. Before, when I had Denny on the team and I had less money because of it. I did have Ricky Stenhouse at 6,800, just riding the momentum there. And closing out the team, I got Ty Dillon, 5,100. Kind of become our Ryan Ellis and Jesse Little of the Cup Series. Just solid at 5,100. You know, if he could, as long as they don't crash, which he doesn't do that often, they, uh, it'll be a good point today at 5,100. All right. So I also have Ty Dillon on my team. What a surprise. 5,100. I'm with you. It's it's like Ryan Ellis where and Jesse Little where they're just, they've been keep the car in one piece. If they don't have the best qualifying run, you can count on them to just kind of methodically move their way up and get you a positive day when it comes to getting your fantasy points. Next up, since I'm just going from the bottom here, I have, I have Austin Dillon at 8,000 for the salary. Kansas, maybe not one of his best tracks, but he did finish 10th in both races last year, did finish 11th in the second race in 2020. So some positive momentum building there. 8,000, pretty solid pick, especially with how he's run so far this year. Christopher Bell, 8,400. I'm just going off the speed. If we're going to draw the comparisons to Las Vegas, he ran good at Las Vegas. I think he did spin himself out, though. So it was a bit of a problem, but... I'm going to bank on him continuing to show the speed that he has over the last month or so. And if, if you're feeling that, putting him on the fantasy team, probably good. 
Next one, Ryan Blaney. Always seems fast at Kansas, doesn't always get the result. Crashed out of this race, I believe, in the fall last year. Very unfortunate. I think he got into it with Austin Dillon, and that's ultimately one of the reasons why he didn't make the Final Four. Made everything a lot harder for him to dig out of that hole. But he ran pretty solid here in the spring race last year. Got into it with Kyle Larson. It's one of those situations where he didn't get the finish he probably deserved. Probably had a top 5, top 10 day. Ended up finishing 21st. Seventh year in the fall race in 2020. Led some laps in the spring race in 2020 as well. Or I guess it was a summer race at that time, but ended up 20th. So it's it's feast or famine for Ryan Blaney here. When he doesn't have problems, he tends to be in the top 10. I expect that out of him on Sunday. Alex Bowman, it's actually the same way. Uh, he's shown speed at Kansas before. Uh, looks like over his last five races here, he's worst finishes 18th. The other four have been 11th or better. You go a little bit further back. He also has a second in the spring race in 2019. So it's a track that he's shown decent speed. I know with Bowman, it's always been consistency. And similar to Ryan Blaney, I don't know if he's going to end up getting the finish he probably, you know, possibly deserves here. But just trying to build the team a little bit differently. I have him 9,300. I think that's a solid pick. And rounding out my team at 9,800, so no one in the 10,000s. Again, going a little bit of a different look here, Kyle Busch. Picked him to win the race. I think he's going to have a big weekend. He's going to be my guy for the fantasy team. He's going to have to do what I think he can, but if he does, not loading up on one of these guys or two of these guys around 10,000, it does give you a little bit more salary to sprinkle around and get some guys in those eight to $9,000 ranges to make a maybe not a... You know, a great team that could knock everybody out and win, but, you know, if things go the right way, I, I think it's pretty solid. I mean, that's kind of the story of, of it all the time, isn't it? If it goes the right way. Uh, you know, I, you got to talk yourself into doing it. But I think it's it's built, that team anyways, it's built with a lot of guys that you think could be solid. You, you obviously put your eggs in the basket and Kyle being the dominator, which, I don't know, if he runs like he did in the second half of the Las Vegas race, uh, I, I think it's... Uh, you know, pretty it's realistic to think that it could happen. Um, you just have to have people like Bowman and Blaney run good and not have stupid stuff happen to them that could relegate a top five day to a 17th place day. I mean, Vegas was a good race for him. That was the most laps he's led since Bristol in 2020, Bristol 2 in 2020. So. You can go out there and do that again. That would be pretty, pretty good solid. for you. And hopefully, there's no wreck at the end of the race, and he doesn't. <laughs> Although I do have Bowman on this team, so I mean, if that were to happen again, it'd still still work out for me. So at least I got that going, I guess. All right, so that really wraps it up for the preview for the weekend. Do you have any final thoughts, Mark? We'll go chase. We'll go chase. <laughs> I guess that's one. Uh, making sure you don't pick him, so hopefully he has some better luck. No rain uh, this weekend, hopefully. Uh, although he's on in a truck race, so it's not like they could get sent home. <laughs> so already off to a better start, probably. So we'll be back after the race on Sunday. Uh, do some recording going to talk about that the truck race and any other news that breaks from here on out thanks for listening guys continue to keep listening watching on youtube with the content we have over there and until next time we'll see you guys around
Brandon Monroe here. Thanks for listening to the Bernie Breakdown. Remember to keep listening to us on your favorite podcasting platform. And remember to follow us at Bernie Breakdown on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and all of our other social media platforms.